You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris. All right, Chris? Hello, how are we doing? All right, I'm good, man. I'm good. We've got a, a special guest returning to the podcast this evening. All right, Laurie, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. Special yeah. guest, Sam, now, is it? Excellent. Yeah, you've been elevated to special guest. <laughs> Always wanted to be one of those. You're a commentator these days. This is this is just up every day at the now. <laughs> wouldn't go that far by, I suppose. Aye, Laurie, since you've been on, uh, it's been a while since you were last on the podcast, and since then you've turned into a, a commentator for Hearts TV. How's that been? Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been different. I've um, been doing it for the last couple of months now, so obviously I have to be a bit more um, controlled at the football. I can't have a drink beforehand either, but um, you know, it's it's good fun. I'm getting the hang of it. Had some, I actually had some half decent results last couple of weeks as well. It was getting a bit bleak for a while. So how how do you handle uh, memorising the, the players' names? Obviously, it's not going to be an issue for your own team, but for the opposition. Um, I do, I'm quite big on the old research, and I've. Uh, I recently got a Nexus tablet, and I'm I do a lot of research, and I put them all put it all in there. So I've got both teams, all their players, stats, stats for each player against you know for our players against the opposition, for their players against us, for appearances and goals and such. So I can kind of pull on that some information and stuff there. So I do have that, and I don't know. In Scottish football, you kind of generally do get to know most players quite quickly as well. So. Yeah, I've always thought it would be quite difficult at the start being a commentator because, uh, say, uh, fast forward five years down the line, you're going to have amassed quite a lot of notes and hopefully it would get easier. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, I I probably need to find a better way of doing it because I tend to, like, before each game, go through and update all the appearances and and it's uh, also trusting where you get it from, I think, because yeah. not, I usually go with the official sites. But I suppose it could still easily be wrong. For instance, it was only recently I realised that I'd been I'd taken a goal off of Stevenson and added one to Wilson for the last couple of months because that equaliser against County got changed to Stevenson's goal. But I'd already I'd went with the original Danny Wilson. So when I said that's Wilson's third of the season when he equalised against St Johnston, it was a lie. It was actually his second technically. <laughs> I don't think anyone noticed, so apart from me, so I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, well, wait, wait until you get a job with Sky Sports. Folk are going to be pulling up. If things like that, they're not well, going to accept a wee slip. I'll be honest as well. I, I used I basically check with Derek pretty much before every game <laughs> to, check, to check pronunciations because, and I mean to be honest, a lot of the big commentators get a lot of them wrong. Yeah, you, you, I, to be fair, Derek is one that goes and checks. He's, he's, yeah, he's quite a stickler like, for it, which is I, I really like it actually. I do as well. But it was one like. Philip Kiss, which is apparently Derek says quiche. Um, he told me that, so that's what I was going with. And then I was talking before the game, one of the Ross County media guys was like, oh, no, by the way, it isn't quiche, it is kiss because of the area where he grew up. And I was like, oh, great, that's just throwing a spanner right in the works. <laughs> so I went with kiss in the end just because I was like, well, at least the excuse can be then that I'm just reading it as it says. But Derek assured me afterwards, like, no, the Ross County guy was wrong. <laughs> 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 Ah, you're right about Derek because he does seem to uh, actually speak to people who matter in yeah, terms of uh, the pronunciation. He doesn't just go with online or whatever. I think uh, what he said to me is anyway. they, they often ask them, you know, do we say it, Kiss? And like, yeah, that's fine. Or they'll just say, yeah, that's okay. That's how people sometimes say it, rather than saying, how were you meant to pronounce <laughs> your surname? Yeah. But then some of them are like, Scatchel isn't Derek's brother, but that's one that. I've always known about Scatchel isn't pronounced Scatchel, but it's just stuck. It's actually Scatzel. Yeah. It happens all the time. I mean, to this day, you still hear the Celtic fans chanting Sebo, whereas I know for a fact that it's actually Shevel or something. The, the, nice. B, the B's pronounced as a V. So it's, it's one of the things. I think you, a lot of the players will just say, yeah, that's fine at politeness. And having a, <laughs> having a Polish surname myself, I know exactly that one. <laughs> Right, Laurie, so it was the, the Cup semi-final at the weekend there and I thought it'd be good to get you on. Uh, I thought it was good timing with that coming up and, well, a bit disappointing after the 
the way the game went from from what I seen. I, I stopped watching eighty nine minutes. I was a bit of a fool. <laughs> Turned it off, thinking right, that's it, <laughs> two one. That's it. Hearts are in the final. There's no way Inverness is going to come back. I think has felt the same. Especially with the red card as well. You think to yourself, I mean the second red card. Think that this is it. This is easy street. Yeah, it's disappointing because I actually felt more confident in this one than I did last year against them. Just we've been playing well last few games. They've been a bit off form. Um, I I was quietly confident, which I've not felt. I haven't felt much of that before games this season. But yeah, we we weren't the Inverness were the better team on the day. I mean, it only swung back in our favour really because of the sending off for Warren. Um, obviously we got a bit lucky with the equaliser and the second one. God, don't know, don't know where that came from. <laughs> Didn't even. I think the keeper would have been a bit disappointed with that because like he was probably yeah. surprised as we were that Jamie Hamill managed to whip one in on target like that. But make it up for the one before. I thought we were we were just. We were really lethargic right from the start. Inverness were the better team at the start. We just we didn't look like the way we didn't look like the same team who'd been playing the last couple of games. I don't know, if, a bit maybe fatigue that we played in the week, but I thought Locke got it right by sticking with the same eleven. I thought he would have put Stevenson straight back in, but I don't think you can really change the eleven who've played well and won two games on the bounce. So he didn't right decision. I thought at the time anyway, but it just it wasn't working at all. We just didn't seem to have any ideas the first half. I thought we were a bit lucky that it was. Uh, goal at half time, he obviously changed it around it didn't really seem to help to be honest Inverness went ahead, deservedly so I thought, great strike and yeah, we only really got back into it because of the referee sending Warren off, which I thought was actually a tad harsh to be honest Yeah, um, I agree I was even sure it was a foul there um, and then the 2-1 you've got to, even though we hadn't been at the races, you know, 2-1 up against 10 and then against 9 Again, I didn't think it was a red card for their second one. I thought it was a booking. That's a, that's a, a yellow card every day of the week. I, I just don't understand what the ref was thinking. But, um, aye, and at that point, you know, you're what? Into injury time, deep in injury time. And it's I, the one thing I really don't understand is what we're doing at that corner near the end. When we take it short, which is what you'd expect, but we don't hold it in there. Stevenson actually, he doesn't even try and cross it. He actually just passes the Inverness defence. And then they get up, they get a free kick, I think, and then from the free kick they fight it in the box and we're all over the place and they get an equaliser. And I just don't know why either take the corner into the box or hold it in the corner, but he doesn't do either. I don't know if you saw He's that. He's the type of guy you'd want to, to have it kept in the corner. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to mess with him. You wouldn't want to go in too hard <laughs> against him. Aye, so I, I don't know what's going on there. And then extra time, at that point we should have still won the game. I said, because I said before the equalisers, after it went down to nine, I was like, that's it. Because even if they get equalised, we're going to have half an hour, two men up. They've had both their centre-backs sent off. But we just had no ideas. The only the closest we came was about 10 seconds in extra time, forced to save. But after that, I thought the longer extra time went on, the more it looked like we were letting the pressure get to us. I thought the fans were pretty poor. They, got, they just got on the team's back the whole of extra time. And I think by the second half, I just couldn't see us winning it. And as soon as I went to penalties, there was only one winner. You know, something which is so much based on confidence and keeping your head. You know, they were they had nothing to lose at that point. Our fans were pretty negative at that point, booing and giving people stick, which I wasn't pleased at for the first time maybe ever at a game. Actually, had a fallen out with a fan at full time just for actually having a go at us when McDonald came over and clapped us and we clapped him back. And uh, aye, so not the best day in the end. Do you think Locke's to, to blame? Naivety? <sighs> to a degree, I, I think he must be scratching his head the way we were playing from the start because it was the same team who've been playing some good stuff recently and we were just not at the races at all at the start. Um, obviously, that's always going to be partly down to the manager and I would certainly put it down to him for extra time because we didn't... I, I, we just didn't really seem to have... We should have been absolutely all over them. We should have been getting more men forward but he kept four at the back. And I didn't really understand that against nine men because they were just going to sit in. And the worst thing was, <laughs> second half extra time, they looked more like scoring than we did. You know, you couldn't have yep, told. They it. highlighted that didn't, on the telly. They were saying like you've got four guys at the back, and yet uh, you're still finding getting trouble with the the sole striker. And uh, it's, I, it's I don't know the the young team. I don't know the the young manager. I've always said that the young managers 
they lack a, a plan B. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that's something that you just can't really train for. You can't practice unless you've done it. I mean, Up maybe nine men, it hardly happens. I know, but you've got two, but they've both their centre halves have gone off. I mean, I'm not saying manage being a manager is easy. It's, it certainly wouldn't be at all, but it's pretty basic. You go for them because I don't think we. Uh, I think from the from the start of that I was like I don't want penalties. They'll win penalties if it goes to that now. I just I thought we had to beat them in extra time as soon as we went to penalties. And I don't know why as well. Ugh, the penalty taking choices, you know, you got Ryan Stevenson on there, one of the best finishers we've got experience. We've got our captain as well, and the the new guy who hadn't really had much of a look at, it, not his fault, and he steps up to take the first penalty. Twenty year old we just signed on loan who's barely played much first team football at all. I just I, it seemed a strange one. I mean, obviously he might have put his hand went, I want a, I want the penalty. You know? But I don't know. I was surprised that Stevenson didn't t- step up to take one. And uh, it was just one of those days, but I thought Inverness deserved it more than us. They were better overall, bar a little period after their red card. And good luck to them. I'll certainly be supporting them in the final. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're better about Aberdeen now. <laughs> no, I mean, Aberdeen should win it. By far the, the best team out of the four that were left. But There we go. Got a bit of a pick-me-up today with the the other hearts news, so that's something. Ah, that's a uh, big news, positive as well. It's been long rumoured, long time coming, mm-hmm. but hopefully light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of these things. I mean, it's not signed, sealed, and delivered. But from what I understand, that you know, it's almost a formality now. They've agreed the transfer of shares. We just have to officially do it at their meeting, which frustratingly is until the end of March. I don't know why they just can't have a meeting next week or whenever. It seems a it's a very long, drawn-out process. So they're making sure that we miss that free agents uh, signing deadline at the end of March so we can't get Scatcho back <laughs> sitting in the stands looking like he's itching to get on. But, um, aye. It does seem a slow process. The, the, the whole thing that is something that struck me when the Rangers were going through this, that those that are earning these mega bucks, they're, they're in no rush. No. They're, and I mean, it's just, it's just frustrating for, for us as well because... Obviously, the Foundation Hearts have got a, a kitty building up of funds they've been getting. They'll have quite a lot, probably, into the uh, seven figures now. It's over, it should be over a million. And, but until we get taken over, we are still having to run pretty tightly. And mm-hmm. we have budgeted till the end of March. But the longer it draws out, the harder it is for us to keep going because we don't necessarily have the, the funds in place. And it is a bit frustrating, but it looks like that's it going to be a done deal. And that's the main thing. I mean, relegation... We wanted to avoid that, you know, a cup final, even a cup win might have been nice, but the big thing was, you know, staying as a club, staying in business, and it suddenly looks like, I think they said it's, what, eight steps out of ten that are now completed, So, and it was the most difficult hurdle has um, has been passed, so it looks like we're almost there, so touch wood, there won't be any unforeseen uh, circumstances that, we, that would prevent it from going through now so that's the main thing did I read they were taking about two months this is going to take the rest of the, the process and you're saying to, end of March for the, the money running it is well I think they said eight to ten weeks um, now and I think it's end of March the meeting but then it could take till late April I think they budgeted up to the end of March right but it's, it's hard to tell they're not saying that money's running out then they said, we'll look at other avenues. There'll be other ways to raise it. I mean, we've obviously we've got a couple hundred grand for Adam King, and I think at least 150 of that was up front, so that must have helped a little bit. Um, I think we'll find a way through it if we're getting that close. Um, there is there is certain money there. I mean, like I said, the, the foundation have got a sort of amount there, but I think that's maybe a bit complicated to use that before the takeover is complete. Yeah. So we're looking at his hearts getting their hands in sorry, hearts fans getting their hands in their pockets again, making sure they're turning out every week. Yeah, I mean, obviously a cup final would have certainly helped guarantee we get Aye. to the end of the season, but well, I think we'll find it. We'll find a way. I don't think that would be a problem because it would be a matter of a month or two if we had to even sell season tickets early. I mean, we'll find something, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But that, that was a big thing. So When do you get paid for the the cup, the cup game? Uh, have you got that already or is that something that gets paid at the end of the season I thought you were going to ask when do you get paid for your commentary <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I'll, I'll work for free just to help out I mean, you know how prize money's given out at the end of the aye. season I just wondered what, what you get for the rent of the stadium whether that's up front or what I honestly could not tell you I, I, I wouldn't imagine the, the rent of the stadium would be the end of the season but uh, you know I, I honestly don't know because that's a fair whack. That's a another a home game, if you like, added to your 
uh, Kitty. Ah, yes. Uh, are you with the... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were meaning yeah, yesterday's... Uh, just amused me, Inverness was saying what a uh, um, something home support. And you throw venue, aye. Aye. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully it won't be end of the season, but I honestly don't know. Like, I couldn't tell you, yeah. actually. Aye, so thanks for coming on, Laurie. You were saying that you were watching the, the Man City-Chelsea game and you, you forgotten the, the half-time chit-chat to come on the podcast. Oh, I, I, I'd never to do the half-time chit-chat, to be honest. I usually go and do something else till the second half starts. But, um, yes, uh, I'll nip back to that. For all I know, it's now two apiece, but it was 1-0. It's, one it's still 1-0. I've just been checking. Yeah. <laughs> I see, well, see, unfortunately, if, if I had the TV in the same room that computer is, I could have stayed on, but alas, it is not. And the internet isn't very good here, so I wouldn't want to open my Sky Go. Probably yeah, well, I am the same. Aye, but Laurie, I hope that we get you back on again soon. Ah, uh, yeah, feel, for feel a full podcast, and but well, I didn't really get a chance to chat to you prior to starting either, so I'd be no, good. Oh, sorry, I'd, chat. I'd unfortunately assumed that both of you guys would be watching the football as well until you text me and said uh, nine o'clock. Okay, <laughs> really? Uh, That's what happens to Chris when he's a dad. He gets tired. He's old, and <laughs> how how things change. Yeah, I know. As, I, I don't know if you, you, you catch me on the TV. I had my, a few people were posting pictures on my Facebook, the camera's going to me. I had my full Danny Wilson t-shirt and captain's armband get up on again. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check. Is it on your Facebook? Aye, there's a couple of pictures. I'll have a look to check out. It. No, I, I missed most of the game yesterday, sadly, because I was at the, the Celtic game. But I'm sure we'll chat about that shortly. Aye, well, get off before you get onto that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, Cheers, Lorry. No, no, thanks Lurie. for coming on. I'll speak to you again soon. Right. Cheers. Catch you later. Right. Is that that clown away then? <laughs> Aye, that's that clown away, Chris. <laughs> that way we can talk about the rest of the rest of the football. We'll, we'll, we'll go back and t- talk about the. Aye. The, oh, the, you know what? The, the first League mention... Cup semi. Well, before we do that, I forgot to mention about last week's podcast. The title of it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a thought. We should have got last Lorry about that. That's what he thought. Oh dear. I see, we were under time constraints there. Because I, I, I enjoyed what happened with the, the comment from Twitter. Yes. Because that guy said that it was uh, possibly the worst thing he's ever heard. <laughs> yes, uh, 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 a friend of mine from Twitter, shall we say, Shog Hamster. I quite enjoyed that, actually. Uh, I think that's the best uh, the best review we've ever had. I reckon he just likes winding me up. It's going to be pretty bad if it's the worst thing you've ever heard. Oh, no. I've heard some horrendous... I've heard some horrendous crying recently, but that's the first thing that's to me. That was quite pretty bad. An upset child is a, a disturbing noise. But, uh, yes, uh, yes. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll be a lot more positive about this week's because obviously we've had a Hearts fan on giving a, a Hearts perspective and some positive Hearts news with the, the foundation. That's a, a dedicated the, Hearts section. Yeah. <laughs> had to shuffle things about just to fit it in we did aye so my agenda didn't include half of that <laughs> uh, aye so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the other League Cup semi just to keep things in sync a little bit yep Aberdeen Force Johnson nil. aye I got offered a ticket for the game in the St Johnson end but I was going to Ibrox so I didn't didn't take it up but I would have enjoyed it I've been to a few games a few St Johnson games with my mate and enjoyed them every time but I'm pretty glad I didn't go this time uh, I would have been a neutral so it wouldn't really have bothered me but it wouldn't have been nice to, to be in with the St Johnson fans to, to be deflated after that well being a neutral in that game was apparently not a good thing anyway if you were the, if you were Neil Lennon I suppose is uh, technically a neutral in that game but I'm sure the, the Aberdeen fans aren't exactly uh, his, his favourite people in the world, and a few ones probably mutual. To be honest, you know that when the the new Lennon story came out, it just shook my head at how stupid people can be and how they can get caught up in it. But I got really, really annoyed with the the fallout of it. Mm-hmm. How new Lennon came out, and I thought his comments were fair enough. He came out and he was he didn't blow it out of all proportion. He said like, it was just a, some people just being a wee bit silly. He said it was drunken, not sectarian. Yeah. And when he mentioned that, the reaction, I just think, was, was staggering. That 
for some reason, because it's not sectarian, some seem to think, well, that's okay then, we'll just gloss over this. It's, it's just a wee bit of banter, if you like. And people need to realise that being being a dick, basically, is being a dick. It doesn't yeah. matter if you've got a sectarian motive, a racist motive, if you're being a dick, just, we need to deal with it. We need to clamp that, clamp down on that. None of this, oh, there was people asking for apologies because uh, Lennon had said it wasn't sectarian. Like, these are Aberdeen fans going, oh, right, we, we want an apology then. As if it's okay to be throwing coins and that. It's just, that, that just really frustrated me. Yeah, I, I think it's frustrating that there's so many people talking about that aspect of the game when really, Aberdeen were brilliant against St. Johnson. They just, they, I mean, it's not St. Johnson were bad, Aberdeen were just better than them. And this is kind of distracting from it a bit, but we should be talking about Aberdeen's performance and the fact that Aberdeen are in their first domestic final since 2000, I think it is, Scottish Cup against Rangers, when uh, Jim Leighton got his job broke, which is a bit yep, of a sad I end of his career, because I think that was his last game as well, and Aberdeen didn't have a sub goalkeeper on the bench. Oh, was it Robbie Winters went in goals? I think it was Robbie Winters, eh? And I'm pretty sure he done all right. He did all right, but he's no goalkeeper, so... It wasn't a cricket score, if I remember, right? But aye, that was a shame what happened to Leighton. But then that was the, the gamble. Yeah. The, I can't remember the manager at the time by not putting a keeper on the bench. Aye, it was one of those things. The, the Scottish Cup back in 2000, you only had three subs on the bench. So you could have two and a goalkeeper, or you could have three. And I think they opted for three that day. And uh, obviously it backfired. I mean, it's one of the things because you, you don't really expect to have to change the goalkeeper. And I suppose since it was Jim Leighton's last game. They were kind of expecting him to play the full 90 anyway, so it's just yeah. unfortunate. But yeah, they're, they're in the, that's the first final since 2000. They were in the League Cup final that same season, which they lost to Celtic. So this will be their first chance to win silverware since the last one in the League Cup in the mid 90s. And they've lost five semi finals as well in the last six seasons, I was reading. That's because they keep playing us. <laughs> that hasn't helped. So that's a wee bit of a hoodoo there. That's good for Aberdeen fans anyway. Aye, oh, I'm sure it'll be a, a, a great day out for them because uh, they'll, they'll certainly take a big support. And I would imagine Inverness. Where it is. That's the thing, they've not decided that yet. I'd imagine Inverness will take a big support as well because it's their first ever major domestic final. They've been to three Challenge Cup finals, but this is their first major final since uh, they're founded in 1994. So yeah, it's that be... kind of thing that gets neutrals to go along. Yeah. A wee, a wee story like that. No, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm as a neutral. I'm looking forward to it, and I, and I hope they get a decent turnout for both sets of fans. And I hope it's not another farce like the Inverness fans had to deal with to get to Easter Road on Sunday, lunchtime when the trains don't run. Because I know obviously this game will be Sunday, but it'll be close to the sort of three o'clock kickoff, so they should be able to get to wherever that is. And of course, the debate, yes. the debate now comes as to where you hold it because obviously Celtic Park's the big one, but it's already got the Scottish Cup final, and they might not really need sixty thousand. So you would think maybe Ibrox, but then people will complain because Ibrox is getting the two Scottish Cup semi-finals, and you think is that big enough? Is that even that too big? Then you could think Easter Road is the next biggest. Well, Aberdeen, Pedodri's technically the next biggest, but can't hold it there because Aberdeen's obviously taking part in it. So Easter Road's maybe too small. Easter Road's supposed to be the, the next in line anyway, yeah. uh, when they opened up the, the East Stand. But yeah, I'm sure that there'll be people, uh, uh, Rangers fans, moaning even if it is Ibrox, because uh, it'll be full of Aberdeen fans. Uh, I think so, I think probably both people are like that to be on as well. <laughs> I think that's, that's another option, of course, is what, because you could, what, you can, with Celtic Park and Ibrox, you can open... You can leave certain bits of it closed off, like the, the upper tier at Celtic Park, for instance, or the, the club deck at Ibrox. So yep. even if you don't fill out the entire 50,000, 60,000, you can still cut it down to a sensible amount. And that would seem to be the, the obvious answer. So, but hopefully, yeah, they'd hopefully, have shut. Hey. Hopefully, wherever it is they take it, then they can fill out as much of it as possible. That's it. I think the sponsors are obviously going to be a bit disappointed that they've not got a, a big draw like the Rangers or Celtic. We're looking on thinking ah, this is going to be a good competitive final. Mm. But you know what the the boys in the suits like? Well, yeah, like to... there is there is that aspect because Celtic Rangers always fill at least half the stadium, when it's, even if it's a Hamden or yeah. even if it's a Celtic Park, to be honest. Uh, but and I suppose if you're not having either Celtic or Rangers, Aberdeen's the next best. Yep, yep, and a game that could be won by either. Either team, I think that's 
That's what I'm looking I, forward to the most from it. I, I think Aberdeen are probably favourites, but I mean, that could change over the next the course of the next month. Inverness might go on a wee run now, and John Hughes might start to get things moving there again because they've kind of stalled since he took over for Terry Butcher, but. Yes, Certainly. this could be what he needed. It could, be, could well be. I mean, one of my, my nine men, I've seen the SPL stats on Twitter, was uh, retweeting, was it the Terrace podcast? I really should have talked about our podcast. But, <laughs> but That's uh, all right. That's all they, right. They, were, they were asking the question, when was the last time you had a club who were 2-1 down with nine men and they came back to win? I think that's a bit too specific. That, um, well, <laughs> this is the problem. I, I, it's, it's almost unlikely to hear of a team that was down to ten men being a goal down and still come back to win and I mean Celtic did it against Rangers a couple of seasons ago they got back to two each in the Scottish Cup and won the replay but that was ten men not nine men so yep. it's, uh, it's, it's certainly an interesting one to see if it has actually happened I'd imagine it's probably has happened somewhere but certainly it's not a, in that game, not a common thing Rangers went down to ten men as well I think it was ah, Naismith right at the end yeah because yeah. it, it was 2-1 to Rangers at half time and Fraser Forster had been sent off for bringing Naismith down and then yep. and Celtic bossed it as well yeah, I, being, the, being down to 10 I, men that was, the better team. it was a phenomenal second half for Celtic with the 10 men but um, yeah you're right I mean we got back, we got back to two each and towards the end I think it was nice but you're right was, was sent off on that but, and it was uh, the replay was uh, even worse to be honest cause that was uh, that was the famous shame game which was basically Rangers yes. players getting sent off and a bit of argument in the dugout and then somehow that turned into the offensive behaviour at football bill so I never, <laughs> I never have figured out how the players misbehaving on the park turned into the fans getting pestered by the police. <laughs> yes, and then uh, Lennon and McCoist was was handbags. Oh, it was shooting uh, each other, nothing it? more. The the clinch between Manus and Stevenson was worse. Aye. <laughs> right, so that's uh, the League Cup. That's uh, the final. Sorry for that. Uh, we'll move on to discuss the the Premiership games because there's quite a few games. Because we had two during the week. We had Celtic against Kilmarnock, which was 4-0. Greg predicted that correctly. 4-0, that doesn't happen very often. And then after the, the Hearts-St Mirren game seemed to be set up to, to suit both sides, I suspected Hearts would be resting players. I thought St Mirren are, have allowed the rearranged game to go ahead, so they've got maybe a wee bit a better chance of a win. And Hearts surprised us by winning 2-1. Well, it didn't surprise John, he went 1-0. I went 2-1 to St Mirren, so did Greg. <laughs> but uh, I was surprised that that happened, and uh, I gave a wee smile after what I'd said in the, the podcast uh, the week before, thinking shows what I know about football. Uh, well, I, I must admit, I thought St Mirren would win that as well. I can't remember exactly what I predicted in the the, the forum predictor, but uh, I'm fairly sure I went for St Mirren win, so that wasn't great. But, I, I mean, I watched the highlights of that after I'd seen what, been the other game, and um, it looked like Hearts kind of deserved it. Although there, there is an element of doubt about the, the winning goal because it looked like it was a possibly a free kick outside the box if there was any contact at all and they were given a penalty. So I can I can see why St Mary would be, would be uh, angry about it. But it seemed like a good game. I mean, was it one each after about 10 minutes or something? But the, the two goals were early on in the, the first half. So It might even have been one each by five minutes it was really early was it, I, I couldn't remember when equaliser was I knew the, 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 the goal for Stephen Thompson was, was the first couple of minutes so yeah it seemed like a good game so nah, and then uh, Celtic Kamarnock Celtic equaled their was it eight games in a row uh, without conceding a goal ten ten uh, domestic games I think it's ten league games actually but uh, that was uh, a record that was held by Charlie Shaw, who played in the it's been about the 1913-14, and then I think he done it again in 1921-22. Yeah, that's uh, his uh, record has been surpassed by Fraser Foster now because uh, the the tenth one against Kilmarnock was then followed up with an eleventh one against St Mirren at the weekend. So uh, yeah, I thought that I I seen the stats. I seen lots of people have been discussing. The, the various stats he's went uh, 1035 minutes without conceding but the thing that that frustrated me about it was that everyone's making a big deal about Fraser Foster and perhaps rightly so but what about everybody else in the team the defense and I'm, yeah. I'm not even just talking about the defense because if if the midfield weren't they doing their job then the defense would be getting pummeled a bit more 
mm-hmm. and they'd lead to more goals. If they attack, if Chris Commons wasn't doing his job up front, the defence would be a lot busier. So I, I think it's a wee bit harsh on the rest of the team just to focus on one player. Yeah, but I, that, maybe that's just the way it works. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always the same. I mean, Fraser Forster, there's no doubt Fraser Forster, at some point in every game I've seen, he's earned his clean sheet. Just recently, so when there was a, the fantastic save at Easter Road against Hibs. Uh, well, there was a few fantastic saves, but there was a, just a phenomenal one I thought was away. And the hand just appeared. Um, he had a couple of saves against Kilmarnock there in midweek. He certainly had uh, a couple of saves against St Marin on Sunday. So it's not as if he's not doing his job. But you're right, I mean, Virgil van Dijk has been absolutely solid at the back for us. Um, there's always the hassle on a Scott Brown in midfield. Even against Kilmarnock midweek, Joel Edley was uh, putting in a, a decent shift as well. And it's, it's a shame when he's now left. Yeah, I mean, to go play for Crystal Palace. I mean, uh, not sure I'll agree with the ambition there, but uh, good luck to him. He's, he's been That's a, a change. He's, yeah. Sometimes a change is enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't going to sign that new contract, so as far as Celtic are concerned, getting a bit of money for him, however much it was, I don't think I've ever seen an official figure, but I've seen numbers ranging for 800,000, which would be great. To two and a half million, it seems a bit delusional to me. No, Eight hundred was what I <laughs> heard. I think, yeah, I think anything over a million's a bit, a bit too much no. for the, the situation he's in. Considering they can get him for free in the summer, no. they could sign a contract now that says they get him for free. I, I could kind of understand that Crystal Palace are in relegation danger and need to get the players in now, so it might be able to get a wee bit of more money at them. But even then, you're thinking eight hundred thousand sounds about right. But uh, good luck to him. Um, we obviously got Lee Griffiths coming in. He uh, played about 45 minutes for us tonight in the under-20 game, just to get a wee, a wee run it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on, especially <laughs> especially given the absolute howler Stokes had in the weekend there. Uh, when against St Marin. It was, it was a bit of a hard slog against St Marin. The, the, the statistic of 19 shots for Celtic and only four on target does say quite a lot about just how accurate we were. Uh, but nothing said it better than when uh, we had both Anthony Stokes and Dirk Borigter racing through on uh, with no defence in front of them and just the goalkeeper to beat Stokes went round the keeper took it too wide and then blasted it well over the bar <laughs> See he must be getting worried by the sign in Griffiths I would think so I mean, I'd be interested to see how Griffiths and Stokes can get on together but I'm rather suspecting that maybe Griffiths and Commons were going to see just shortly, possibly starting as early as uh, Saturday's game against Aberdeen. Aye, aye, Commons scoring again. If only we could choose him in our first scorer. I know, I know. I was, I, I'm actually annoyed at myself because I put a bet on him scoring first against Hibs, and he scored first against Hibs. And then against Kilmarnock, I thought, no, he scores every one, once. He scores first every other game, so I won't put it on tonight. And then forgot to do it on Sunday. <laughs> I bet his odds weren't very good. Oh, I bet they were terrible. But uh, he's certainly been banging in the goals. That was, an, that was another statistic I seen actually. Was um, Celtic were publishing who'd scored the goals within the uh, Fraser Foster's eleven clean sheets, and it's like he's got eleven of them, and the next closest mm-hmm. has got two. So yeah. we seem to be relying quite a lot on Chris Commons at the moment. So if Lee Griffiths can come in and even help out with the burden of that, then well, it'll be a good bit of business. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on. You know, I've just thought, we didn't ask Laurie where he gets his stats for first scorers. Ah, I see, that would be useful for the, the, the charity bit, wouldn't it? Ah, I need to chase him up for that for next week. <laughs> ah, Greg and I were thinking long and hard how we're going to get how we're gonna do better in this charity bit, and that was one of the suggestions <laughs> we just speak to Laurie, because he, he seemed to know who scores first. He could give us stats, he can't tell us, obviously, for, for definite who's going to score first, but he was giving us stats, which I think we need. Yeah, because we can pick people who are scoring goals, but it's uh, the who scores first. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it's difficult problem. to find out. Right, the other games there was Kelly uh, drew two apiece with Ross County the weekend. Uh, Partick Dundee United one each. John predicted that correctly. Yeah, it was and quite a funny one. I, was, I think I was reading about how Dundee United haven't went so many games without winning for an absolute age. Partick Thistle in their home. That, that, that struggled to score at home, or struggled to win at home, sorry, and uh, for a, a number of years as well. And I seen those two statistics and thought, yeah, that'll be a draw. <laughs> Dundee so United's kind of slipped ever since they were they appearing in the European form table. You know, no, it's, it's ever since Greg tapped them to win the league. That's that. That was the kiss <laughs> of death. 
Aye, <laughs> uh, he was confident. Was it 151 or something? Something silly like that. Oh yeah, something ridiculous. It was certainly unrealistic. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're going to slip out the top six, but they're, they're seven ahead of Hibs, and uh, they're nine behind Motherwell. So, uh, it's, it's certainly slipping away, but... I th- I, and they're I, letting their best players go on holiday as well. I've I, I seen a few, few people criticising them for that, but I can understand where it's coming from, because these young lads, OK, they've been playing really well, and Dunn United have been reaping the benefits, but they're still quite young. I mean, these are the kind of players, ideally, you want to be given a couple of games, then giving them a couple of weeks off, giving them a couple of games, giving them a couple of weeks off. But Dundee United don't have a squad to do it. So they've kind of maybe pushed them a wee bit further than they wanted, decided they must be getting a bit knackered, and then decided, well, you can go away on holiday and see if that'll maybe help them out. And it may help them out, we'll need to wait and see. But I just wonder what kind of message that sends out. That's, that's the thing that... that... It gets me is what's that sending out to the, the other young players in the squad? You're all right, but you're not good enough for us to pay for a holiday for you. I just I think there could be a wee bit of well, resentment there. See, then you could look at it that way, or you could look at it as an incentive. If you play really well to the standard of these boys, you'll get holiday. Aye, mm. aye. It's, it's something that's, that's done. It's, it's not it's not out of the ordinary for for teams to do some kind of treat for, for star players who are needing a wee bit of a rest, a wee bit of a break. But aye, it's just, I don't know. Don't know. I don't know if I agree with it. So unless you wanted to mention anything else about the Premiership, I thought I'd move on and discuss Bomber Brown. Oh, the, 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 the only thing I was going to mention was the Kilmarnock thing. Did you see sports scene last night? By any chance? No, I didn't, no. Derek Adams was on. Uh, obviously Ross County manager and he was complaining about the goals that Kilmarnock got because he reckon the first goal Chris Boyd handled it which I think was maybe a bit soft it, it came off his hand and he benefited from it so I could understand why Derek Adams was complaining about it but um, the, the second goal that Boyd got he was quite clearly climbing on the defender and Derek Adams was raging about that as well and so I can understand uh, why Derek Adams might have been a bit upset especially since his team threw away a two goal lead and but from his perspective, Chris Boyd has uh, benefited from poor refereeing on both goals. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly, I would tend to agree with him in the second one. I thought, I thought Chris Boyd was climbing in his defender. So, the referee's a lot more yes. The handball incidents on the STV site. Oh, did they do that? Uh, did the referee get it right Does that discussion? Because that's quite a good yes. feature that they've got on STV. Yes, if you want to just see like the, the talking points really from the games, rather than just the goals, eh, the STV site's normally pretty good. Eh, better than better than YouTube for highlighting eh, small incidents and they also discuss it as well. Yeah, I, I like, I like so the discussion aspect of it actually. It's just Yeah, it's good to hear like eh, what the rules say. Well, you know, I like the rules, yeah. but I, I like to see that. Rather than just somebody saying... Oh, it's, yeah, his hands in an unnatural position. All the cliches rather than just reading the rules out. That's useful. And letting people judge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I wish a lot of pundits would check the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. Aye, so I mentioned uh, Bomber Browns. He's been mutually consented out the door. <laughs> yeah. That's an odd one, is it not? I'm up with a joint top. Yeah. Why has he been mutually consented out the door? I mean, I, I mean... We discussed this last season about how Dundee were going down and he'd done a really good job of motivating Dundee and getting them to push on. Surprisingly, <laughs> yes. And, and so then, I mean, I think I said it, I thought Dundee would have a completely different challenge this season. I thought Brown might struggle because he used the, the sort of siege mentality kind of aspect of it to get Dundee moving. And to be fair, I think Dundee have done pretty well this season. So to hear that uh, John Brown's been... Mutually consented is a, a, it's a surprise, I must admit. But uh, it's a surprise. I, I say it's a surprise, but I actually seen somebody suggest it was going to happen at the weekend. After the game, yeah. uh, there's talk Paul Hartley might be coming in. Now, Paul Hartley was another one I thought was a bit strange going out the door, but um, I think that was along. There was an aspect of wanting to be a full time manager, and now we're obviously a, a part time team, sadly. So uh, there may have been that, and if that's the case, he would certainly get that opportunity at Dundee, and Dundee's an excellent job for him to take. So maybe that's uh, that's mutually beneficial for both parties, but it's still a strange one yeah. to be letting John Brown go. I mean, which just... speculated on whether Hartley had something lined up. Mm. Maybe he heard murmurs at Dundee. 
Maybe maybe Brown's in on it. Maybe, maybe uh, we're being a bit harsh by saying he's been mutually consented out the door. Maybe it really was a mutual thing. Maybe he thinks he's done as much as he can. It's possible. I mean, I, I, I don't see why, because I think he could possibly take Dundee up. He could possibly help Dundee mm-hmm. stay in the SPL, or the Premiership, uh, next season, should they get there. But... They've got the playoff as well, yeah. so it's not just going for the, the top spot. You've got places two and three yeah. as well, which they're, they're sitting pretty there, eight points ahead of fourth place. They're only one point ahead of Hamilton, but as I say, both both positions are up for grabs there for the, the playoff. Uh, the player for the right to face the the second bottom in the, the Premiership. Well, that's that, because at the moment, if, if Dundee stay where they are in second place, Hamilton Queen of South would play off for the right to play Dundee. Then Dundee would play the winner of that, and then should Dundee win that, they would play is it Thistle or second bottom at the moment? That's kind of the odd way that playoff works. Does it not just go? Does it? Is it not just a? No, it's not it, a semi-final. Then final. No, it's not like the the other playoffs that are in the League One or League Two. It's it's a different setup. Third place, fourth. The winner right. that plays second. The winner that plays second bottom. All oh, right, right. So that's a wee pyramid. Right. It's, right. it's it's very beneficial for the team that's currently in the top division. Oh, yes, yep. That's, that's a bit uh, convoluted, if you ask me, but it doesn't surprise me. At least it's there now, which is an improvement on what was there before, which was nothing. But it's certainly yes. the, the, the top of the championship. It's very exciting at the moment. So Falkirk and Dundee are both in 40. It's goal difference separating them. Hamilton are a point behind them, 39. I've heard a few people suggesting that any of them want to get promoted, obviously, with Hearts coming down and Rangers probably coming up. But... There's that aspect, but surely you want to go up and play Celtic and Aberdeen and Hibs and <laughs> Dundee United. <laughs> All right, you could have two big teams coming down, but you explain it more in top division. Yes, I think that it's going to be a, a bonus having Hearts and Rangers in the, the Championship. But yeah, I think that the teams would still want to be in the Premiership. I think prestige and money yeah. is a lot greater in the Premiership. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I just think I, it's people being harsh. It's, I think that's a. I think it's just a very entertaining league at the moment. I think yeah, the, and it's going to be entertaining if we Hearts and Rangers in there uh, next season. Yeah. But nothing's going to change in terms of TV. Uh, the Peter Head manager last season. This was referring to the deal with the SFL, but but he said that every team in the SFL got a fixed sum from the TV deal. It wasn't how many times you were shown on TV. So the teams in the Championship, I'm guessing, under the SPFL deal, are going to get the same amount, regardless of whether they feature zero times like this season or two or three times, if they've got Rangers and Hearts in there. See, that this is the thing that kind of annoyed me this season. I mean, last season I could understand it because it was the SPL and the SFL. So you had the SPL plus Rangers. So fair enough. That, mm-hmm. the deal, that was because the SPL had to buy Rangers... Uh, TV rights mm-hmm. so the SPL then controlled it and sold it to Sky and ESPN I think it was but this season it's the SPFL so why mm-hmm. are we still stuck with the top division and Rangers and are we going to be stuck with that again next season I suspect so if you look at what BT Sport and how they promote it yeah. they've always said it's 10 games featuring Rangers yeah. but, but, they've never mentioned uh, the lower leagues I think it's always games with Rangers I honestly think they're missing a thick here because I think some of the most exciting games are at the top of this championship at the moment I mean, under that set, they can't show them now are, are we going to get this again next season because surely the deals with the SPFL surely they can show whatever they want now or is it written into the contract that it's got to be the top division plus Rangers well, I think the fact BT Sport are saying there's 10 Rangers games, I don't think they'd want to go back on that mm-hmm. because, well, their subscribers will potentially be taking out a subscription for that that fact. Yeah, well, it should be easier next season because if Rangers are in the Championship, then great, you're going to be showing Championship games. But it would be nice if it would be nice if there was even an option, say, uh, what, say Rangers running away with that division, but Hearts and take. Dundee or Falkirk or something. Say someone doesn't go up and those two are chasing second spot. That might that might be an entertaining game to show. And I'll be, be saying we can't show that game. Who, what, I mean, Falkirk Hearts. Surely that's a game. What, a couple of seasons ago, you'd have seen that in the top division. Surely that's a game. When you're looking see. when you're looking at the commercial side of things, I, I done a wee bit of research on the viewing figures on the telly box, and I don't have a complete list yet because it took me a wee while to do. But things like Falkirk against Rangers got 166,000 viewers, comparing that to Ross County against Dundee United, for example, who got 53,000. 
uh, both on Sky Sports. Uh, Inverness Partick, 62,000. Partick Thistle Aberdeen, 86,000. Uh, Rangers Air United, 118,000. Yeah. Uh, Forfar Rangers, 92,000. Obviously, these are all estimates, but they're industry standard estimates based on Barb. But it just shows that there's uh, the games that are, are getting shown. Unfortunately, it's if it features the old firm, they are going to get the the big yeah. viewing figures, I, and that's all they really care about. I, BT Sport. I wouldn't and Sky. dispute that, but I, th- I think the problem we've got at the moment is what usually happens with the viewing figures is Celtic are top of it because it's skewed by the Champions League and Sky Sports. Rangers are pretty close behind them, and if you look at domestically, the figures are negligible. The difference between the two of them, so that you get those top yes. two domestically. Whatever they're the ones you want to score, they're the ones that Sky yeah, BT Sport will show because they're the ones that bring in the audience. After that, you're looking at, at the moment, you've usually got teams that are fighting mid-table. If they play each other, then you can hardcore fans like me who watch it. But they don't get anywhere near the viewing figures they get with Celtic Rangers. Now, the question there is, would you rather show a top-flight mid-table clash or would you like to have the option of showing uh, two teams are playing for possible promotion from the Championship, given the option? I I think people might be more inclined to watch second versus third in the championship than they would sixth versus seventh in the, the top flight. But it seems that this current TV deal doesn't allow that. And I think that needs to be looked at, especially for next season, because it should be easier next season. Yeah, but I don't understand why they don't have more games available in the, the SFL. Uh, I don't know why they can't say, right, OK, we did say you were getting 15 games, but how about we do a wee deal where you get extra games? I, I don't know exactly how it works, but... Surely it's attractive at some level. Yeah, that's to, it. to have games like Falkirk against Dundee added on top of these yeah. fifteen. To, to be honest, I think it would be a lot easier if they just went to Sky and BT Sport at the end of the season and said, right, right, there's Rangers in the t- second tier. We've got Celtic in the top tier. How about we just make this deal? Say, you can pick whatever games you want for the top two divisions. Because inevitably they'll go Celtic Rangers, Celtic Rangers, Celtic Rangers, Celtic Rangers. The occasional game for somewhere else that yeah. catches their attention. Maybe the, the Highland Derby should the Ross County stay up. Yeah, that sort of I thing. suppose BBC Alba. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I th- they've got their deal. It, it would be nice if they had the option, that's what I'm saying. It's just, I, I don't think they've got it and I don't think they'll have it without a, a, a lot of word of Sky and BT Sport. Yeah, officially I think it's 2017 the, the deal's up. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a pretty long, long-term long deal. Uh, but but they've already shown that they can uh, renegotiate yeah. mid yeah, they, they had to tweak it to get the Rangers thing in in the first place. Yes. Yep. yep. Right, we're a wee bit tight for time here. Uh, so I'm going to skip over. I was going to mention Celtic being cleared of the, the H banner. It's worth mentioning yeah, that the, the SPFL uh, cleared them of that. Yeah, I, th- I think what the uh, SPFL said is we don't have any rules that they broke. Yes. So yes. Th- th- there's cleared and there's cleared. <laughs> yeah, that, that that statement was signed off by Peter Lowell. Aye, uh, that, that it looked it looked very much what the statement basically said. Uh, Gonna no do that, but we can't we can't really punish you for it. Yeah, Aye. yeah. So. Right, upcoming games this weekend. It's the Scottish Cup, and there's also some games going on in the the lower leagues. Starts off on the Friday. Rangers against Fermanagh. It's on the telly box. Mm-hmm. It's on BBC, I think, isn't it? Does the BBC have got that one? I'll tell you just now. Yeah, they have. BBC one. It's BBC One Scotland. Oh, and also BBC One Scotland HD. Be interesting if they do send HD cameras there. So I know previously they haven't really done that for Scottish football. There'll be a change. Buy it. I'm not going. I'm not going to the game. It's. Uh, I was having a look at the tickets and uh, they've, they've shut the, the top tier all the way around. Uh, I think so. Uh, the again. club deck. They've got the middle and the main stand open, but then they've so be interesting to see in the telly how that works uh, for atmosphere wise. Should be alright. Uh, yeah. The ten, I mean, we've done it a few times for cup games, and it does make a difference because you're you're better having your your lower capacity crowd all in one tier than spreading them out over the two tiers. Yep. Yeah, it's cheaper for the club as well. Aye, aye. It's it's less to have stewards running about in it. Yep. So that's the game on Friday night, and then on Saturday on the telly box is Celtic against Aberdeen. Lunchtime kick-off, Sky Sports 2. And then Sky Sports 2 again on the Sunday, Dundee United against St Mirren at 12 o'clock kick-off. Yep, and the other games on Saturday, for some reason, Hibs and Wraith Rovers is 2 o'clock kick-off. I'm 
maybe the rugby's one in Edinburgh that same day. I'm guessing that. Um, rugby. Yeah, well, Scotland rubbish, probably shouldn't. Uh, the other games at 3 o'clock, Albion Rovers versus Stenhouse Muir, Alwa versus Dumbarton, Forfa versus St Johnson, and Stranar versus Inverness. Uh, I've got to say, I think this telly's picked pretty wisely with this one, to be honest, because there's not really much stands out in the games that aren't on the telly. No offence to yep. the teams involved, but I think uh, Celtic Aberdeen is clearly the tie of the round, given Celtic are top of the league and Aberdeen are second. Uh, and Aberdeen are yep. obviously on a high after making the first cup final. So maybe looking to try and do the double this season. And certainly they've come close to uh, troubling Celtic at Celtic Park the last couple of times they've been there. It's been late goals at Celtic have won games with. And of course, the, the run on currently, the last person to score against Celtic uh, domestically was Neil McGinn of Aberdeen. So I wonder if this will be the end of the, the run. I ho- hopefully it's a, a close game. I, I'm, uh, I'm worried about it, I must admit, because I don't know what Lee Griffiths is going to be like. I'd imagine he'll be playing in this some part. Uh, and that's, if we don't have Anthony Stokes on form that'll be a bit of a worry uh, if Chris Commons decides to have an off day it'll be an even bigger worry and Aberdeen are coming on form uh, I think Adam Rooney has been a great signing for them already and I, I think he'll, he'll just go from strength to strength uh, on top of the, the, the rest of the team that's already there I think Aberdeen are going to be a very tough challenge for Celtic in this game I know we cruised through the, the last round 7-0 against Hearts but uh, it certainly won't be that this time and of course, there's that the wee bit of edge thanks to the the, the whole Neil Lennon Tynecastle thing for the weekend. Hopefully, that doesn't boil over. I've a feeling there's going to be something mm-hmm. something done about that, whether it's in the stadium or, or just something outside. But I uh, hear that there was a, a show of support in the 18th minute. Yeah, at the weekend. I mean, that's that's fair enough. That's backing the manager. That's, uh... It's good to see. I think the Lennon was happy to get, acknowledge it as well. But, well I, say, I hope nothing happens here at the weekend. Um, I know Aberdeen are bringing a very big crowd down as well for the, the game. So I think with the, the the way the tickets have been sold, the Aberdeen are basically getting the, the same allocation Rangers used to get when they were at Celtic Park. So. All right. They, they better behave then, because I'm a regular seat. I'm pretty close to that divide. <laughs> Don't worry about when. Aye, I just, I still can't believe that in this day and age, that fans think it's acceptable no, to be it's not. throwing stuff and yeah, anybody that thinks and it didn't even happen. No, I will. It didn't even happen. So, so, so never swagging for being rubbish at throwing. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Right. right, so we're coming up to the the charity bet, Chris. We didn't do very well at the charity bet there. We had Nicky Law to score first for Rangers, and I've decided that I was at the game. At the weekend, and I've decided that we're never going to pick him again for first scorer <laughs> because he n- he never looked like scoring. He, he never threatened. He was he done his usual hanging about the edge of the box when we're attacking. And I suppose he's if there's a rebound comes out to him, he's going to have a chance. He's going to have a chance on a break definitely. But no, I'm just I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going with him again. No, not for first scorer. He's ditched. And then we had Celtic minus one. Uh, they only won 1-0 uh, it was scuppered anyway because come on up drew two each so it was scuppered before well, they took the part, the part of the field so everybody got it wrong that was but still yep. so it wasn't very good at all no right so this time we've got the Scottish Cup to choose from as well as the right. the games in the, the championship League 1, League 2 I, well, I'll tell you one game we're not going to go for uh, Rangers they're 2-15 to 15, oh. and see when they, they last played Dunfermline Aye. Dunfermline were looking pretty good and uh, Rangers, oh, they could be without Moshney. Oh, yeah, he gets sent off at the weekend, didn't he? I'm sure I read that Jig was suspended as well, but I'm not sure if that kicks in for this game. You know, uh, ah, we want to avoid that. I fancy Rangers to go through, but the odds aren't worth it, so. Yep. Oh, yeah, like, if anything, we'd need to go for minus one right. or minus two, and I don't fancy no, that at all. No, I think they might, uh, they might sneak through, but. Uh... No, I would avoid that one. I, I wouldn't even touch the championship, to be honest, because that's the top four playing each other. <laughs> I can pick that the way that league's going at the moment. Nah, it's not going to be easy. Nope, we've got this charity bet, because I, I can't really... Oh, there's only one game in the League One as well, because of the way the, the fixtures have gone. Right, so we've got Celtic against Aberdeen. Uh, don't touch it. Celtic 1-2. <laughs> <one to> th- <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> 
I definitely wouldn't go any handicap on that one. No. Allo against Dumbarton. Uh... Allo 17 to 10. If you rewind back a, a couple of months, I would have said definitely get lump it on that. Aye, but, but I'm just maybe not so sure. But it's Dumbarton. They've been decent form recently. Aye, Dumbarton's alright, but uh, I would have been confident of a follow if Hartley was still there. Right. They, they were going a wee bit of a slump. By Dumbarton are currently fifth in the championship compared to Alloa, who are seventh. St Johnston and Inverness are both away, right before Fernstrand now. So I'd imagine the odds won't be great there. St Johnston nine to twenty. Ugh. That common odds. No. What's Inverness? Even better, I'd imagine. Four to nine. Yeah. See, we could keep it simple. We could just go St Johnston Inverness, couldn't we? Right, what we'll do, right, is I'll, I'll give you the odds for that. Inverness and St. Johnson, £10 on that returns, £20.94. Yeah. But then also bear in mind that we don't get a stake back, so that's only £10.94 back. Rubbish, right. We could put, but we could also we could put add, it to and in. add something else. Aye. Ha- well, Hibs must be pretty poor as well. Hibs against Wraith Rovers, 4-9. Hibs are. I think we should go for that. Hibs St. Johnson, nevertheless. Right, if we go for that with the treble, we get £30.25. I'm happy with that. Yeah, uh, why not? <laughs> I can't think anything better. Because even in the simple. even the league two, there's nothing jumping out of me. Breaking City, East Fife in League One is the only game in that. And League Two is a few. Although League Two, Peterhead are playing Stirling Albion away, maybe. Because we need a first scorer as well, don't we? Aye, we could be looking at that. Is uh, McAllister? McAllister, and I'm sure I went for him last time. I think he. Failed to score, but um, there's nothing else really jumping out at me. I mean, the, re- the rest of the top scorers in the, the league, uh, league two, sorry, Lavery at Berwick, they're at home to Queen's Park, but Lavery hasn't scored in ages. Oh, I'm happy going with McAllister of Peterhead. I'm sure we've went for him before. Yeah, he's a top scorer in the division, and I don't see why not because he tends to score for Peterhead more than anybody else. He does get the first goal occasionally, so. Right, we'll go for him. I, I don't have the odds available just now, but I'll go for him. And something to keep on the back burner, but Greg was mentioning Forbes uh, after Fernland. Yeah, uh, obviously not a good shoot this week, but nope. certainly one to, one to keep in mind. Although the, the guy sitting next to Ibrox uh, continually says to me, lump your money on uh, whoever we're playing scoring first. It's not a bad idea because Rangers have a habit of starting slowly. So if anybody's going to score yep. against them, it tends to be early on. Yeah, I was the same last season, actually. Um, yes. yes, especially away. Nah, I don't fancy it this week. I, 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 no. It's a good theory, but I don't fancy it this week. <laughs> no, we, we don't want to be too, too fly. We want to keep it simple. Right, I think McBookie's listening to the podcast because the odds have changed. If Inverness are now 90-20. <laughs> St. Johnson are 1-2. They're being fly. Aye. I think I'm listening to so £10 on that returns £30.25 courtesy of McBookie that's not bad that's not far off a wasted uh, already we'll do that and uh, is it Rory McAllister uh, yeah that sounds about right yep. right that's, that's what we'll go for excellent uh, so I think that that's that's me covered everything I wanted to do in the podcast Chris yep there's no, pre- you what there's no predictor so I think we're, we're done for the another podcast yeah, hopefully we can get Laurie on again. It's good to hear him. Oh, Especially now he's famous after he's become a commentator. Well, imagine putting Man City and Chelsea playing on Monday night. How inconsiderate is that? <laughs> I don't. It's terrible. It's terrible. My, my broadband was playing up or else I might have had it on my computer while we were doing the podcast. <laughs> but it was playing up. So I didn't want I didn't want to impact the, the recording quality. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it's your typical top teams in England game it's 1-0 they're never exciting three each games are they full time uh, it's getting there it's just about finished full time on the the BBC site is it I've watched the BBC commentary and it doesn't say ah it does full time the commentary hasn't quite caught up but yeah Chelsea won 1-0 another exciting game I'm sure Chelsea scored and they bat the bus because you know part the bus is a bad thing Last week. <laughs> Alright, well that's us good then, Chris. But thanks for coming on and we'll hopefully get to speak to you again next week. We might have a busy podcast with uh, JB 
Laurie, and then maybe Greg. Oh, you might get one of me on JB. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other one might be a bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be good to have the both of you on, so you just can get a wee ding-dong if anything happens. Ah, uh, see, if there's a bit of trouble at that game, maybe it's, maybe it's best to keep the two of us apart. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but right, thanks for coming on and thanks for listening. Yep, thanks for listening, as always. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.